On the Crosstalk on WIZM, I'm Mike Hayes. Our guest this morning uh, is, is uh, I don't want to say leftover, a holdover from last week because the conversation was uh, fascinating. Clay Clark is the host of Thrive Time radio program and uh, the founder of Thrive15.com, a highly respected business school. And I appreciate uh, him joining us again this morning. And I want to get right to the connection between uh, COVID and voter fraud. Clay, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. Uh, connect some of those dots for us, can you? Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, um, picture two uh, forces. On the on the left, we'll call that voter fraud, and on the right, we'll call that medical fraud. And they're both squeezing at, at your American freedoms. They're they're gra- grasping at your American freedoms. So. The medical fraud, we'll start with the medical fraud. The medical fraud started with models that said that 2.2 million people would die from COVID-19. Now, those uh, models that said 2.2 million people might die from COVID-19, those were funded by the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute in conjunction with Amazon and Bill Gates. So put that in your mind, Bill Gates and Amazon. The models, we all know that. The models that said 2.2 million people would die, those were false. Second, the COVID-19 tests. Whenever you're taking a COVID-19 test, a PCR test, those tests are supposed to be uh, calibrated at 17 cycles, 17 to 20 cycles or or amplifications. Um, However, they are falsely calibrated at 40 cycles, at 37 cycles, at 40 cycles. So it's the equivalent of your speedometer telling you you're driving your car 400 miles an hour when you are, in fact, just driving 7 miles an hour. So you have faulty models, you had false nefarious models that created the panic, and now you have falsely calibrated tests that continue to create this case dimmick. Because if we did have a massive number of cases of a super deadly disease, we would have a massive number of deaths. So again, the models were fraudulent and the tests were fraudulent, and now we go to the voter side of things, and we now know, I think everybody knows that, the hardware that was used to count your votes is a company called Dominion, and they happen to share office space with the notorious George Soros in in Toronto. It's a Canadian company that uses Chinese parts to make the voting machines, and the software called Smartmatic was coded out by communist Venezuelans. And underneath all of the software, there's an operating system called Election Guard, an election guard is created by who? Bill Gates. So the same people pushing the voter fraud are pushing the medical fraud. It's all connected. Wow. That's quite a connection. And yeah. in the meantime, that information being heard by a number of people and, uh, well, politely I'll say poo-pooed by, uh, mm-hmm. by the, the, the uh, drive-by media. And sadly, it seems those people in charge of the potential change of uh, of our election future. Uh, is there anything that has yet to be done? The Supreme Court continues to weigh in and say no. Uh, and we've, we were absolutely President Trump's supporters running out of time. Absolutely. What, what's to be done yet? Anything? Well, yeah, well, there's, there's a, uh, um, you know, the question I would have is, what do you call it when somebody commits a crime and they betray one's own country? attempting to overthrow their own government. What do you call that? I think we call that treason, right? We call that treason. And at a certain point, um, it, it's no longer cute, it's no longer funny, it's no longer a glitch, it's no longer oops, and it's treason. And whenever you begin to run into treason, the actual punishments that are documented um, on how we're supposed to deal with treason are, are, are pretty uh, uh, intense. And so I believe as a country we've just 
shifted into uh, treasonous allegations that are being made against the people who are doing voter fraud. They're attempting to steal the election. So whatever you would do to somebody who's attempting to assassinate a president is about what you should do to somebody who's committing treason. So what I see us happening is I see us moving more into a tribunal type of uh, solution here, more of a military solution. And I would just say if you go on to Sidney Powell's Twitter page, her Twitter feed, I've never met Sidney Powell, um, or if you go on to Lynn Wood's Twitter page, and I have met Lynn, I am working with Lynn, I am documenting all the fraud, um, I would go to Lynn Wood's Twitter feed or to Sidney Powell's Twitter feed to see what they're suggesting right now. And if any of your listeners want to receive all of the information, all the documented evidence of voter fraud that I am collecting with Roger Stone and working directly with Lynn Wood on, you can email me right now to info at thrivetimeshow.com, info at thrivetimeshow.com, and I will send you pages and pages of very organized, documented evidence of irrefutable voter fraud. And if what I'm sharing with you is, in fact, true, and it is, because there are affidavits, we're not talking about accusations, there are affidavits where real Americans who love this country are, are committing under oath at risk of perjury. We're talking about jail time if they're lying. They're saying they've witnessed treasonous election fraud activity. So if you want that information, just email me, info at thrivetimeshow.com, so you can have all of the information right there in front of you. But I think we're headed into a, uh, a time in American history that we've yet to see. And the best thing I could relate it to would be when Abraham Lincoln said, we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and do, uh, we're going to end this slavery thing. We've been talking about it, but we're going to go ahead and end it. Yes, I've made the Emancipation Proclamation, and yes, we all agree that we need to end slavery. But when Abraham Lincoln decided to go ahead and end slavery, and certain governors refused to end slavery, you start talking about insurrection, you start talking about treason, and you start talking about, in some way, shape, or form, a little bit of a, a civil war uh, scenario is what I see. Uh, and will that begin? That conversation begin tomorrow? There's there are. Uh, there, there's an election later today that uh, many will say will put an end to all the, uh, excuse me, but all the blah, blah, blah about voter fraud. Uh, President Biden and Vice President Harris are in, and the rest of you need to go home and be quiet. Yeah, I, I cannot um, speculate as to the, how, how it's going to happen. I can just tell you that if you uh, have the evidence that I have and you see it and you're on the phone with Lynn Wood, and you're on the phone with Roger Stone. You know, and people who've been political veterans for years, they've seen this, and you start, they start to explain the paths to victory. What's happening now is people are having their election stolen. I mean, this is, again, I mean, I don't know if somebody was trying to assassinate an, an, an elected official and you stopped them from doing it, you shouldn't just say, oh, hey, don't worry about it. You had a bad day. You were just trying to assassinate somebody. No, this is the kind of treasonous behavior that needs to be dealt with where we're talking about military tribunals. So I personally believe the military option is the only option on the table, and I do believe that the government will begin to uh, treat these treasonous people the way that we're supposed to treat treasonous people, which is uh, very aggressive prosecution, arrests, and uh, not-so-favorable endings for those who've been trying to commit treason against the American people. From the Thrive Time radio show and Thrive15.com, our guest Clay Clark, thank you very much for talking with us.